Well, hello, it's Miriam Shulman, your host of the Inspiration Place podcast. And today we're talking all about the power of daily sketching. So for that, stay tuned. It's the Inspiration Place podcast with artist Miriam Shulman. Welcome to the Inspiration Place podcast, an art world insider podcast for artists by an artist, where each week we go behind the scenes to uncover the perspiration and inspiration behind the art. And now, your host, Miriam Shulman. In this episode, you're going to discover why building a regular art practice is nourishing for the soul. You're also going to get ideas for things that you can paint and tips to make sketching daily easier. Before I introduce our guests, I wanted to tell you about today's freebie. Since we're talking all about daily sketching, and I know that so many of you complain that you get stuck with where to start, either because you don't know what to paint or you just have too many ideas. I put together a one-page PDF to get your creative juices flowing. It's called 10 Sketching Ideas and includes some things that we're going to talk about today to get you started. So to get your hands on that freebie, just head on over to shulmanart.com forward slash 27. Okay, so let me introduce today's guest. She's an artist, an illustrator, and an author known for her daily sketchbook paintings, which she's been doing for over five years. She paints for up to 30 minutes for personal satisfaction, the things that inspire and surround her. She has worked with clients such as Anthropology, Abrams Books, Chronicle Books, Flow Magazine, Kate Spade, and many more. Please welcome to the Inspiration Place, Jennifer Orkin Lewis. Hey, Jennifer. Welcome to the show. Hi, Miriam. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. I just have a couple questions. Yeah. It has nothing really to do with what we're going to talk about, but how did, what made you start this and why are you like, what, like, how did you get, I'm just curious. Oh, sure. No, we can, we can definitely talk about this. Um, well, I started writing for Professional Artist Magazine and I was so amazed at how being part of the press gave me access to talk to interesting people that I wouldn't have had necessarily right. access to or an incentive for to get to know them. And I really enjoy that. So it's my opportunity to ask, you know, I mean, we can go out to lunch and be friends too, but it's like for lots of people, it's an opportunity for me to ask them questions, people I never would have yeah. had the opportunity yeah. to get to know. And it's doing a great service to my audience. They really are enjoying the people I'm getting to know. It's way better than writing blog posts. So mm -hmm. I used to write blog posts and I found that I wasn't interested in writing blog posts anymore and people weren't as interested in reading them. So this is, serves that function of mm -hmm. providing my audience with free content while also... It's is interesting. There, is there yeah, more than one part to that question? No, I, want, I just was curious how you started and every, you know what made you do that. So... Yeah. Yeah. I decided I wanted to do it sometime last year. And then I set myself a goal that I would, I would have the podcast up before my youngest son went off to college. And that's, uh -huh. that's impressive because it's, it's hard to follow through on those goals. Well, how do you follow through on your goals? Like some you of them I do and some of them I don't. I've been able to <laughs> sketchbook one. <laughs> I mean, you've written a lot of books. Do you have somebody who pushes you to write those books? I do have an agent. But she doesn't push me to do that. I mean, she helps me make the deal, let's just say. Okay. 
Well, I'm so excited to have you. So first of all, I wanted to talk about your studio, which I've been to. So Jennifer's art studio is in the attic space of this charming home in the suburbs of New York. And you have a a place in the city as well. Yeah, I'm renting a small apartment that we go to during the week often. So there I have just a desk to paint on. Are you more creative in one place versus the other? Or are you able to do your work just as much there? I've been able to adapt there. I have Mm. much less supplies and much less paper and everything but and space but I'm I was able to adapt I really like it it's good having a different perspective now do you bring your supplies outside of the apartment to work in the city I have extra I have paints there and paintbrushes there and I bring my favorite things back and forth but I have enough there that I can really but do you do all your work in the apartment or do you you go out to I don't know the oh to the park and paint or something yeah it sounds so romantic but yeah you know what (laughs) I I have to say that's a that is one of my goals is to go out and work in the wild let's just say but I'm terrible at it I'm not I just get awkward I don't I never am happy with my supplies I don't know where to place my sketchbook and it's things fall on the ground. So oh my God, I'm not so there yet. So I do, most of, I do most of my work in, the, in, in a studio or in, on a table somewhere. I'm the same way. I also yeah. don't like when people come over and look over mm. my shoulder. Yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much pressure. Exactly. I, I mean, I can do it when there is, a, you know, I do it for the video camera, but for somehow I can just forget that people are there. They're not asking me questions at the same time. So they kind of are looking over my shoulder, I suppose. But yeah, yeah it's yeah. different. It's different. It's something I, I want to figure out how to do in a simple way, but I haven't figured that out yet. I, I actually, what I have done, but it's a different, I do a different kind of art when I've done it. So the museums, I don't know if you've, you've done this, but at the Frick and also the Metropolitan Museum of Art, they have these drop-in drawing nights where they actually provide you with paper, charcoal pencils, a stool, everything, everything you need. Have no, you I, haven't, I haven't done that, but I'm going to. That sounds great. Oh, it's a lot of fun. So yeah, like, yeah. So, and it's so at the Met, it's Friday nights and they basically, I don't, I think it's only either once or twice a month they do it. And it's in a different art gallery. So when I've gone, it's been, let's say the African masks. So right. I'm not doing the kind of art that I would necessarily do for sale or for anything else, but it's, you know, more for my own, not that I didn't go on. So, you know, I used to monetize everything. Not that I haven't like sold things from that, but it was really freeing. And then they had the little dose, I shouldn't be demeaning like that, but the docents <laughs> will walk around and actually sharpen your pencils for you. Oh my God. <laughs> and the reason they do that is because they don't want you bringing supplies and making a mess. Right. So that's why they provide the supplies that right. they think are okay. That's why they sharpen your pencils. And then they even like will give you wipes for your hands when you're done and a little baggie to put your art in at the, when you're done. It's like, a, it's like full service. I'm surprised they even let you have charcoal in there. It seems Well, it's a messy. charcoal, it's charcoal pencil. pencil. Yeah. yeah. And then they give you a stool. They give you even a, a board to lean on. They give you pastel paper at the Frick. But usually at the Frick, yeah, the Frick, they've done it both in that, you know, that little atrium area. Mm-hmm. They've done it there, but they've also done it inside the, the galleries as well. 
I think if I didn't feel inspired about whatever gallery I was in, I would paint the other people. I would just draw the other people because there's always something to paint, draw. draw. Yeah. I find the Frick less inspiring because the atrium, it's not really well lit. Ah, yeah. And then there's not much, like you said, the people is good to draw are good to draw, but then I don't know, like, what am I going to do? Copy a Rembrandt? Yeah. Right. But, the, <laughs> right. but I really enjoy well, it. Yeah. That. Although I find that um, it's really fun to look at old paintings and draw. I mean, you can just get the movement of the people and you just take it into your own style or something, but mm. it's really interesting to do that. Just like look, take out one person and they're eating, or you know, so you're getting good movement and good figure uh, shapes. It's helpful. Yeah. What I found fun, uh, the mat, so I told you we did the African, there was the African masks. Actually, the masks are what I ended up drawing. They were African sculpture. So I just Ooh. figured I would just do the face of all of them. And then another one I liked was the Japanese. Um, oh, yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. And again, it was like you said, you just pull out a little piece. It's not like you're copying things. Right. And then the other one was that I liked was in the rugs. They have a whole wing of Middle Eastern art and doing the different rugs and looking for patterns. That yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, I'm going to, I'm looking that up. I'm going to go. I'll go with you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that that's like, anyway, I don't know how we got there. We were talking about sketching. So you started this regular art practice five years ago. Were you already a licensed artist at that point? I was just beginning. So I maybe had a few greeting cards and I had not much. I mean, I had, but that's not exactly true because for many years I was a textile designer. So I did textiles within the industry for for many, many years. It wasn't always my own artwork, though, because at a certain point, I was buying the artwork and putting it together, giving it to other artists to put and repeat and do that kind of thing. So, but I was around that for a long, long time. So you really understood the whole process in the industry before you started working as an artist yourself in that yeah. world. Yeah. Oh, wow. That must have been really helpful then to you. I knew what I wanted, because I think you, when I went into the first the textile industry, I didn't really know what I wanted and I just did whatever came along Mm. and the direction didn't really go the way I wanted it to, which is why I eventually got out of it. You mean got out of it from working on that side of Mm -hmm. the industry? And then becoming sort of more of an illustrator. So what made you decide five years ago that you were going to paint 30 minutes every day? Or how did that evolve? How did that decision evolve? So I had seen other people do something a day projects on Instagram. Instagram was, it was really more at the beginning. So it was some on Instagram, but I think I had, there were blogs. There was someone who did a a little oil painting a day and someone else who did, there weren't millions, like now there's millions of people who do that, but then there were a few and they stood out. And I just really, I really enjoyed that concept. But of course I had no idea what I would do, you know, I could paint a rock every day or paint, you know, it could be anything you wanted it to be, or it could be collecting something every day. One day, somehow or another, I just said, wait a minute, I love to paint. Why wouldn't I just do a sketchbook painting every day? It just really dawned on me (laughs) somehow. Yeah. It's so funny how these kind of the most obvious things are hard to come to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it took me a long time. It wasn't just a few weeks. It was probably a year or, or so. But anyway... I think I started 
and I did one month, but I didn't put the time limit on it, and it was too much. Like I'd spend half the day. And I said, well, I, th- this isn't going to work. And then I did it again, and I limited my subject matter to just food, I think. Okay. And that was really boring to me, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I went through those two months, and then I finally decided, okay, now I know what I want to do. I'm just going to paint every day, whatever I want to do, but the limit is going to be the um, time, the 30 minutes. So how many pages does it end up being sometimes? Is it, there's a one page, two pages? Oh, no, it's always just one. Okay. Just so, one painting. So it's always one page in your sketchbook or one painting. For right. For up to 30 minutes. Now, I'll have to say in the last year, I've stopped timing myself because I sort of feel the rhythm of how long that is. But I think it sometimes goes to 40 minutes. It goes a little bit over, but it never goes really long. And does this, do you do this first in the morning? So it's part of a habit or is it like, oh my gosh, it's 930 and I haven't done it yet. I better get out my water cloth. So it's any time of the day, but it's usually before five because by nighttime, I'm like, I don't want to paint anymore. Right. That's like exercise for me if it doesn't happen before right. five. Yeah. Forget it. Yeah. Some <laughs> of <laughs> <was> my bedtime. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I do it whenever. Sometimes I'm on a roll and it's every morning first thing and it's out of the way and then I'm not in the mood and I have other commission work I want to do or I can't figure out what I want to paint and put it off, put it off, put it off until, okay, now it's time. I need a break. So then it's a good break because I could not worry, not think about what I was working on before in my commission work and just do whatever the hell I want to do. So you even do this if you, on a day when you're working on your commission. So you don't Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because oh, I, wow. I pretty much have commission work most of the time, but it's, it's not that long. It's only 30 minutes. So I can do that instead of scrolling through Instagram, <laughs> I can do a painting. Yeah. Well, my you phone know? now keeps track of how. Oh, I have that too. It's the best thing ever. It, it's, it's the also, best and the worst scary, at the same time. Right? It, like, it's scary to see how much you're on there. I want my four hours back. I know. Oh, you're four. I'm, I'm about four <laughs> also. <laughs> you have that hat? Well, then I found out that it counts email, it, right, it right. podcast. Right. When you're not even, you're, you're not right. engaged in your phone, but like maybe you're listening to podcasts and you're right. So it's counting. They're yeah. counting that too. Yeah. So. yeah. That Which makes it a little bit better. That's a good <laughs> rationalization. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I found out that last week I, I got a notice that I um, was on 6% less last week than the week before. So I was like, oh, all right. Yeah. Same. same. So you know, they only just rolled this feature out. Yeah. So, by the way, so we're recording in November and I think think this podcast doesn't air. We didn't we didn't talk about this before we started recording. This podcast won't won't air until the new year. Okay. So um which actually I think will be good for our listeners and for you because it'll be right before your new book comes out. Right. That's March fifth is the new book. Yeah. This will come out in February and yeah, will that's they be perfect. able to yeah, will yeah. they be able to pre-order on Amazon? Yes, they already can now. Perfect. So I will make yeah. sure we'll we'll talk more about your books in a moment, but All we'll right. make sure like everything they can get their hands on. I do have your books too because how, so what do you do when you get stuck? So when I get stuck, I open a book like yours. Uh, <laughs> what do you do when you get stuck for an idea? You know what? I scroll Pinterest and just like try to feel inspired or And that works for you? I get Sometimes, sucked into yeah. my phone. Yeah, it sort of maybe will just focus me on, oh, today I feel like painting fruit or, or whatever the thing is. 
because yeah, sometimes I get mixed up or, or just busy. There's too much going on, and I and I, I say I'm going to paint fruit. No, I'm going to paint people. No, I'm going to paint you know a Buddha. No, whatever, and I'll go on and on and on, and nothing feels like the thing I want to paint. Mm. And that's when I that's when it goes further into the day. I just wait until the thing comes that says, all right, that feels like I could do it today. I have to say I don't like every single thing I paint. A lot of them are mistakes or messy and. But it's very satisfying to just have done it. So, and do you share everything that you paint on Instagram or not? I pretty much paint. I, I pretty much share everything that I int- that I do as a sketchbook page that I intend to do as that. I don't share everything I do. But when I sit down to do my sketchbook, whatever it looks like, I share it. So I don't just rip it out or say I can't. I'm laid bare. <laughs> Now, when you, let's say you decide you're going to paint fruit, how's that process look for you? Do you go into your kitchen and get an apple? What do you do? Do you draw from your imagination? Um, I usually will either get something real um, if I have it, or otherwise I'll look on Google. And But I don't just look at one thing and copy that thing. I'll look at a million squash, you know, and say, all right, this is what they look like. These are the different shapes. These are the colors they can be. And then I just go from there. But I like to have a sense of the real thing so that I'm not just completely making it up. Okay. And then I know that sometimes your pages look more like patterns and sometimes they look more like a painting. Yeah. Like a, a, so how do you decide what which direction you're going to go with that? Yeah. It's all that mood. It's, okay. it's, it's just like how I feel I want to do it that day. So... I mean, patterns come naturally for me because I was I was a textile designer for so long. So I just, even if I say I'm going to do cats, I tend to do a whole lot of cats all over the page. So sometimes I'll look at my own cat, I'm painting her and then she's in a scene or I'm doing my selfie and there I am in the landscape or today I've painted um, from a vintage photograph. I just, I have piles of them and I was just going through and Something attracted me with a whole bunch of people, and I put a, I picked a few of them out and painted them around a table. So, so then it's more actually. of a scene. I saw that during my Instagram. oh, you saw that? Well, yes, I did. So they know um, that I like you, so they show you. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> a little weird. Um, I know. Right? I wish I could get rid of Instagram and Facebook. <laughs> I know <laughs> it, it's a double-edged sword, right? Totally. Yeah, so it just, it's a 100% like a diary almost. It's just, what do I feel like today? And I, I can't really describe what that is and or how I do that. It's just the thing that comes out. I try not to make my sketchbook pages. I don't worry about, am I going to sell this? Or is it commercial enough? Or is it on trend or anything okay. like that? I just paint it. And because I like doing flowers so much and I like painting animals, they end up being commercial-ish sometimes and I can sell them. (laughs) But I don't do it like, oh my God, what, you know, I heard that llamas are really big right now. I'm going to do a llama because then I'll be able to sell it to this greeting card company and I don't do it. I don't do that. It wouldn't make me happy. Well, sloths are bigger than sloths llamas. are bigger, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> and I do paint them, and then but it might be one day that I feel like painting a sloth, okay. so then I'll do it. <laughs> Very nice. I yeah. so I have collected this for my listeners. I don't know if you remember. I have your gorilla, painting. right? I remember. Yes, I have the original, and then you also there was a, when I went to your open studio, there was a tea towel with the gorilla printed on it. Right. So I bought that as well. So. 
the gorilla hangs in my kitchen. And every time I look at it, it just makes me so happy. I really love it. I just got a, um, the company that did that also put it on this ceramic mug, like a tall one. For- I'm getting it. <laughs> I only, I have one. It's it's super heavy though. You'll have to tell me how I can yeah, how I yeah, can get that. Yeah, well, yeah. also Coco the gorilla passed away, so it's like that oh, right, right. story. Wasn't that this year in 2018? The gorilla. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I don't know why the gorilla spoke to me. Who knows? I just I just liked going up into your studio. It was so charming. Oh, like- uh, thank you. Yeah, it's very cozy up here, and it's all mine. So I don't. People don't walk through. I don't, I can put whatever I want up here. It's nice. So what tips do you have for people who are listening to make daily sketching easier? Like what are some of the struggles you had in the beginning maybe that you overcome? So one thing I would say is for sure the time limit helps because then you're, you're not going to be on it all day long. It, that's huge. And you can make it a 15 minute time limit, really. It, it could be anything. So just as at the beginning, at least when you're, trying to start the practice, if it doesn't feel overwhelming, it'll make you do it more. So the time limit. And then I told myself when I started that if I really can't do it, I don't feel well, I don't have time, you know, all the excuses, that I would start by just making a mark on the page. And just by getting the paint out and making that mark, most of the time you can build that out and do more because you started, you're up there, you're standing there, it's in front of you, and it really helps. You don't draw with pencil first before you, you start Some, Sometimes I do. Sometimes I do. Okay. Yeah. But sometimes I'll just go at it. But it, I don't put detailed pencil sketches down. I'll put really rough placement sketches so that I know where I want to be and sort of so I don't forget what I'm doing as right. I'm going along. Like the plan, the design. The plan, exactly. The plan. Perfect. I love that. Yeah. yeah. And you work in gouache or watercolor? I, I work in primarily gouache, but also watercolor. And then also colored pencil or pencil, and but not on its own. It's always paint with a little bit of some other media in there. So I might take a marker or just for the fun of it, for a different texture. For your commercial work, is it the same? The same yeah, medium? I'll do the same okay. thing. All right. Okay, so let's talk now about your books. So I have... As soon as it came out, I got your 100 Daily Sketch. What's the exact title of the book? It's called 100 Days of Drawing. Perfect. So anyone who wants a daily sketch practice, I recommend it. I love the way that you have the theme, like the wreath, and then the evolution of the wreath. And Mm -hmm. that worked out for another week. So that was a fun. And tell us a little bit more about your other books, which I think were also came out of your daily sketch books, right? Yeah. So the first book was called um, Draw Every Day, Draw Every Way. And it it looks the same. It has the same cover with different colors and things. So they're both journals that you can work in. And the first one has prompts with um, places for you to do the drawing in. And I'm suggesting what materials to use for each month. So each month is a different technique and theme. And it's fun. And then this one, though, The 100 Days of Drawing, there's more of my artwork in there that you'll maybe draw on or complete. And then there's also blank. So it's a little more interactive, I would say, rather than just following a prompt. Okay. And then tell us about your next book, the one that's yes. coming out in March. Because I did. Okay. So I, I already know what it is. Like, yeah. tell, tell everybody else. So it's called All Hail the Queen, and it's with um, Chronicle Books. And it is a book about 20 different queens throughout history. 
so monarchs, women, strong, powerful women who made it to the top of the heap in their countries and they ruled. They're from different time periods and different cultures. So it's not all, you know, English and French queens or anything. It's some unknown ones, Egyptian ones, Swedish. So it's um, heavily illustrated. There's an essay at the beginning of each chapter and then a portrait of the queen and then two full spreads about things that happened in their lives or things they accomplished. But it's illustrated in my style, which is really bright and colorful and fun. So it's beautiful. I'm really excited. I should be getting my advanced copy any minute. <laughs> so Jennifer, did you write the book as well? Or you, there, we, It's my book. I pitched it and I got it going, but we hired a writer because it's not my strong point to mm-hmm. research. I researched each queen to paint them and to yes. figure out, to find them and then to paint them. But the writer did a great job at just writing it out beautifully that I, I couldn't have done that. All right. This is so empowering. I'm getting a copy from my daughter and my niece. Because we definitely need like images of strong women. Yeah, these, and these women had to overcome. So, I mean, they were you know concubines, and they were beat up and raped when they were young, or they came from very difficult circumstances, but they clawed their way to the top. A lot of times, they were murderers, or they were, you know, wow. I mean, you know, the story of queens. There, it's always these insane, crazy stories. So it's really interesting. What gave you the idea to do this book? It just like, this was another thing that just popped in my head. I had met the editor at Chronicle Books and we were talking and it just like popped in my head and she said, that's a great idea. Why don't you do a pitch? So I did that. <laughs> I was very lucky. So, but I did the pitch. I came back, I did um, a pitch on Marie Antoinette and I sent it to them and they, they acquired it. So but not just lucky. Did Chronicle Books already publish one of your other books? I mean, you had a relationship. I had, I had they knew me because I had illustrated a book, a, a different book with them. So my, my the, the drawing books I did are with Abrams. Okay. And then what book did you illustrate with Chronicle? It's called um, Love Found. It's uh, a, a book of classic love poems. It's a really lovely little book. Oh my goodness. So it's Love Found. I don't remember who the... I think Leslie Jonath was one of the um, editors were putting it together. Like it's an anthology of yeah, that kind of poets. Thing. Yeah, okay. so so they did know me. Yes, so that's great. Okay, so I guess this is time to wrap it up. Do you have any last words for my listeners before we call this podcast complete? I, I'm this just is like it's not reason, meant to be like a college interview. I know, like all of a sudden, I'm like, wait a minute, I, ha- I have to answer her really hard questions. <laughs> so wait sorry. a minute. What kind of tree would you be? No, oh I'm just God. kidding. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, I'm sorry. I totally blanked on what else I could say. There's probably a thousand things, but I was like, I don't know. Fine. <laughs> it's totally fine. I'll just edit it. It'll, it'll, yeah. It's amazing. I think people are really going to like this episode because it's definitely something that my audience, who they're mostly... So, yeah, so who your audience are people that follow your blog and, and how did you get them? And like what, like how, you've been doing it for a long time or... How long have I been teaching online? I think it's five years now. So I have, I have a pretty good size email yeah, list. Yeah, yeah. yeah, teaching online classes. I don't uh, have as big of an Instagram following as you, but I have a, a pretty good size yeah, um, yeah, yeah. email list. It's about uh, seven or 8,000 people. Oh, yeah, that's a lot. So, And a lot of them are women who are about our demographic, um, maybe – our demographic meaning our age, but not necessarily people who are working in the profession. So right, either right. 
they have another job and but they're really creative and want to make things. Yes, or and, and a lot of them have put their creativity on their ba- on, on the back burner. Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah, like something yeah. they've always wanted to do and either they've reached a milestone birthday or yeah. something has happened that like you know, they're an empty nester or they're about to retire or somebody passed away. So something happens that triggers them that like they finally are going to be able to commit to themselves and start working on their creativity. So getting a, a daily sketch thing is, is it's certainly something that's going to appeal to a lot of people hearing about your story. Yeah, I would say those are the same people that come to my workshops and Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so the people online, you you would you would think this is what, or at least this is what I thought. Like when I first started, that oh, they're going to be millennials now. It's it's the same people who show up in person to these things are the right. ones who show up on right. Online. Maybe not the same exact people, but the yeah, same yeah, yeah, the same profile. type type of people. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, just they're maybe hipper with their iPads. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So what are you working on now? Um, I have a dog portrait commission and then I have, I have a launch happening in December that I do every year for art journaling. So I have to get that together and I'm mm-hmm. kind of changing things up a little bit this year. But that's, Good. Yeah. yeah. You're very, it, I love how you have all these things going on and it's great. Yeah. But I, I meant it about going with you to the museum. I'd be happy to do that. Yeah, with you. That would be I mean, great. I'll yeah. look up information when the next time is. And okay. I'll you if yeah. You yeah. 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 That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much again for spending this time with me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Okay, perfect. So we are going to include all the links to Jennifer Orkin-Lewis, also known as August Rem, links to her website, links to watch her daily progress on Instagram, as well as all the books, including the new one. Those will all be in the show notes. And don't forget, you can grab today's freebie, which will give you 10 sketching ideas. So while you're waiting to get Jennifer's books in the mail, you can get started with your painting success. So you won't be staring at a blank page. And be sure if you are sharing your daily sketching on Instagram, be sure you tag me. You can use the hashtag, the inspiration place and tag at Shulman Art because I would love to see your daily sketching. All right, so for all those links, they are in the show notes and you can find them at shulmanart.com forward slash 27. Okay, friends, thank you so much for being with me here today. I will see you same time, same place next week. Make it a great week and have an amazing and inspirational day. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Inspiration Place podcast. Connect with us on Facebook at facebook.com slash shulmanart, on Instagram at shulmanart, and of course, on shulmanart.com. Hey, if you enjoy this podcast, you have to check out the Inspired Insiders Club. It's my monthly membership program where you get weekly inspiration from me. Every week, I share with you techniques that I use in my own art for drawing and painting in both watercolor and mixed media. Plus, you'll get a weekly idea video so that you never run out of ideas for how to make the art your own in your own style. If you're feeling stuck in your art and your goal for 2019 is to unleash greater creativity or to spend more time painting, but you need a little help creating that habit, then the Inspired Insiders Club will help you get there. Come join me over at shulmanart.com. 
that's Shulman with a C, shulmanart.com forward slash join. I'd love to have you join me in the Inspired Insiders Club. See you there.